the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Don't have time to go on SoCal Live today? Leave Scott a voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you today, hosting our franchise record show. I don't know what that would even mean in the radio world for our own show here of Southern California Live, but I'm thinking about it because the Dodgers won their 107th game franchise record for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, so congratulations to them, and uh, we'll see how that goes. As a, uh, as a Dodger fan, you know, you get worried, though. You win 107, and you think maybe they're tired. And uh, so I don't know if you're a Padre fan. Looks like the Padres are going to the playoffs. Looks like they're going to make the uh, make a wild card slot. Now that there are a lot of wild cards, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, I don't, I don't, I love ice hockey. Ice hockey really might be my second favorite sport. Um, but in ice hockey, you pretty much go to the playoffs if you know how to put your skates on. So, you know, I don't want everybody to go to the playoffs. It really seems to be, you know, you need to have a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, a little bit better of a team. But the Padres have won uh, 86 games. Good for them. And uh, I think that's because management wants them to win. So we'll see how that goes. Dodgers have the best record in baseball. I think if they win one more game, right now they're guaranteed home field advantage throughout the playoffs. If they win one more, I think they are guaranteed home field advantage even in the World Series. And uh, so that should be exciting here in uh, Los Angeles, but you never know. Maybe it's going to be in San Diego and uh, could be in Atlanta, could be in St. Louis, could be in New York, Kansas City. No, not Kansas City. Kansas City, a terrible, terrible year. Houston. Uh, We don't want it to be with the cheating Astros. Could be the Yankees. Could be a Dodger-Yankee World Series. Are you a fan of baseball? That would be pretty cool. All right, this is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, 888-528-2557. This hour, I want to talk about music. We kind of talked about music a little bit in the last hour, but uh, here's what I want to ask this question. I want to see what you think about this. Are you ready for it? All right. What is the best music? Is that a controversial question? What is the best music? Like, whatever you would judge that by, what is the best music? Give me a call, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can send me an email at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. So what is what is the best music? Uh, what is your thought about that? Not necessarily maybe what do you, you know, what do you like the most? You know, not, not, you know, what type of music do you have the most on your iPod or whatever, but what's the best music? From the standpoint of, is there some kinds of music that are better than others? And what is the criteria for that? Do you have any opinion about that? Here's, a, here's what's driving that with me. Maybe this doesn't affect you the same way. There's a silly controversy going on uh, right now out there. And maybe it's just an online thing, but there is uh, a hip-hop artist named Lizzo, I think is who it is. And uh, some of her songs are songs you really shouldn't be listening to, okay, as a kid. You know, there's a couple of them that are just not okay. There's some stuff out there. I said this last hour. If you're a parent, you got to you gotta look at the lyrics. There's some fun songs. I mean, they sound fun. They got great rhythm and everything. They're not too cool, all right? If you read the, the lyrics, you would be stunned uh, at what is out there today. 
anyway, the controversy is that she is a she's a flute player, and I'm going to say up front, she's a great flute pro- player. Amazing. So um, there's no doubt in my mind that she is a very talented musician. So her fame is coming from uh, some hip hop and some other songs and uh, twerking. She's known for this. Okay. And she's known for some other things. And if you don't know what that is, it's just don't worry about it. Um, but the controversy is that she was playing the flute at a, a uh, concert, but it's not just any flute. The flute belongs. It's a crystal flute that belonged to James Madison. The founding father, former president, James Madison. And I think the, con- the, the controversy is somewhat silly because, you know, I think it's, as a historian, I'm pretty excited that a young person would actually care uh, about this. Here, this is Lizzo playing the flute, by the way, at the National Archives. So if you've been a part of this controversy or you've seen it, at the National Archives, um, actually the Library of Congress, I think is where this actually was done. Um, this is what... She sounds like this is her skill. Whoops, that's the wrong one. <laughs> that was the last hour. Here we go. So there she is. She's in the uh, the Library of Congress. If you've ever been there, there's this beautiful. Uh, I don't know what you would call it, a foyer in the beginning. It's it's designed after a famous Italian building, a fam- I think an opera house in Italy. It's And she's playing, and it's fantastic. She is a classically trained flute player who started – she started as a kid. She has actually played with the New York Philharmonic. Did you know that? Um, you know, a lot of the – a lot of artists are people who – are able to be marketed well, and maybe they don't have a lot of skill. And then you don't hear about them after a couple of years, right? There's a couple of hits, and they're marketed, and then they're done. But there are many artists who maybe you wouldn't expect it, but they are great musicians, actually. That maybe what, you know, the shows might be entertaining, and there's different things that had that happen uh, that can sell tickets, right, and sell albums. But often, and she would be an example She's a great musician. There's video of her at the National Archives and in the Library of Congress picking up a lot of old instruments and playing. Well, she brought the flute. Not She didn't bring it, but the National Archives brought it for her to uh, one of her regular concerts in Washington, D.C. Uh, the other night, and this is what she had to say. And this was a gift to James Madison from a French crystal flute designer um, to celebrate his second term. There was a fire... When he was away, and the only two things that were saved was a portrait of George Washington and this crystal flute right here. I am the first person to ever play it, so y'all about to... No one has played that flute since James Madison had it, apparently. It's crystal. It's like playing out of a, a wine glass. Now, she she didn't play much. See, the controversy at the end there is she's not wearing much clothing and she's twerking and shaking herself around. And that's the controversy that's out there. You know, for for what it's worth, she later said history is really great. And I hope that there's people listening to that because it's it's 
you know, it's cool, I think, to let people know that there is history, that our country's history matters. And that flute was one of, I think, just two items that we had a war. The war was called the War of 1812. And if you haven't heard about it, we used to tell tell people that America's never lost a war. And that's not really true. We definitely lost the War of 1812, if you study that. The British burned Washington. They burned the White House. And Dolly Madison, when she wasn't making the snack cakes yet, she was the first lady. And she left the White House, and I guess she saved two items. One was the famous portrait of George Washington that maybe you've seen hanging there that's the dollar bill has, you know, kind of what's made out of it. But there's an actual portrait uh, that I think is in uh, the White House now. Uh, She saved that. She ran out of the White House with that as it burned, and she also grabbed this crystal flute uh, away. It's It's a very interesting story. Anyway, she was, Lizzo is actually, and she, I don't. I never saw the video, so maybe she played it a little bit more. But it doesn't seem like she played much for her fans there, which I think is disappointing because this is how she plays. She's this good. And this is just her picking it up, playing this by memory. Okay, so she doesn't have music in front of her. She's just in the foyer of the Library of Congress playing this, and uh, just having fun with some tourists who are around. Now. As I'm thinking about this, then I ask this question, and this is the question I'm posing to you right now. What's the best music? What is the best music? Should I should I be should I have preference for uh, her flute playing over her or uh, other songs that she does that's popular music? Is there a difference? What what makes something the best music? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Joel in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. I have three answers. Uh, one is the 70s decade of singers and songwriters, uh, where it represents the soul uh, of self, of, uh, of uh, music. And then second, the flute player you just uh, referenced. I beg to differ of uh, the flute player of Jethro Tull, Ian Anderson, where he sings of a song that is very spiritual, called We Used to Know, as you mentioned, about Coolio. And then last, <clears throat> I like to see the church take on the Frampton, Peter Frampton song of singing uh, Show Me the Way. Uh, that'll be great to be sung in church. Show Me the Way. Answer. Yeah. All right. You know, why, why not an upbeat song to reflect the Lord? All right, I'll take a look at the lyrics to that song and see if it's sort of a church. I went to a Peter Frampton yeah. concert once. I he, he sang that song. Yeah, well, what better song to sing at the, uh, during uh, worship time than that song to really get folks up? All right. But please p- please don't forget my first answer, though. Your, your, your first answer of the 70s, the soul of music and the singers at the and the time well, of the— Who do you like from the 70s? Yeah. Well, it's called Singers and Songwriters, period. The Jim Croce's, the— who else? Uh, Jim Croce's, uh, um, I can't think of the other guys, but there are many, many others out there. There may be one, one hit wonder people, but yeah. they're great. There's, there's also bread. That's a group. Right. So I, I think that's a, a couple that I know of so far. All right, Joel, thank you for your call. All right. This is Southern California live. And we are asking the question, what is the best music? What, you know, however you might define it, uh, what's the best music? Do you have a thought about this? Like, what is actually the best? 
What does the best even mean to you? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. And, uh, you know, he uh, Joel mentioned the 70s music. I saw another concert, and I'll tell you what, this might have been the best concert I've ever been to. Blood, Sweat, and Tears, old 70s rock band. And I went to their this concert maybe in 1998, 99. I'm, I'm going to say maybe 97. That late 90s, I went to this concert, and it was in Oceanside. And the thing is about it, these guys are old, you know, relatively speaking, for going out there and doing concerts. And I'll tell you what, their music sounded exactly the same. These guys who I think were in their 60s at this point sounded exactly the same as they did in the 70s. And they have, you know, if you're not familiar with that band, they've got brass in a lot of their songs. So there's trumpets and trombones, and it's a great part of this this band. And they actually stopped the concert to explain why it is they're so good, <laughs> which I, I enjoyed it because they came out and they said, look, you might be wondering if we're lip syncing this, but we're not. And they went through an entire conversation about how they are classically trained, how they take care of their voice, how they aren't doing a lot of things that are bad for their body or bad for their voice, and they keep working on their instrument, working on their skill. And they they wanted to know, they wanted the audience to know, and especially any young people who might have been at that audience in that audience. I might have been the youngest person at that audience, just to let you know, because actually they're a little bit before my time uh, when they were they were around. They wanted people to know, though, that if you want to be a musician, if you want to be in music, that there are skills that you need to be trained in so that you don't blow your voice out. There are skills that you need to be trained in so that you can continue to play your instrument or continue to be uh, doing what you're doing. And that's what they had done. I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. And uh, what, 30 years after they uh, had stopped, you know, being at least uh, a well-known band, they sounded exactly the same. Um, that was pretty cool. So here's the question I'm asking. What's the best music? 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. Chris and Cerritos, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, Scott. It's kind of a little bit of a trick question. And my answer to that question, what the best music is, yes. is the best music. In other words, from any genre, the very best of that genre represents and i've developed a very eclectic um appetite for the very best of anything from bluegrass to rap to just like you were talking about that coolio song i'm not necessarily a rap guy but when you get something that's the very best of that genre and you kind of understand what it why what does it mean to the people that coolio was aiming that at Mm -hmm. you did a great job of exploring that it gives you a total appreciation. You can absolutely be swept up in it. Yes. And that goes from classical music to any type of music, but it's got to be the best. Now, back in the 70s, you would get an album that would have maybe three great songs and a whole bunch of filler that uh, was not the best. <laughs> but when you get the very best of any musician and any genre, that's the, I think you're, you're, you're getting close to the face of God. <laughs> That's a very good answer, I think, to the question, you know, what is best. I'm curious because I want to know what people think when they hear what's the best music. How does that strike you? Uh, What is the best? Thank you, Chris, for your call. 
uh, on that. So, you know, there are certainly best in each genre, right? So you may not be a rap rap, uh, fan, but if you listen and you understand the words to Gangsta's Paradise, you understand where he's coming from. If you understand the community that that's reaching, it's a very powerful song. What are some other reasons that you would say, what makes the best music? Is there... Is there a version of music, a, a genre of music that's better than another? And, you know, it's a, I don't want to say it's a trick question, but I'm curious to how we might answer that question. Uh, what makes a certain type of music the best? What is it that would, that I think if it really, you know, moves you, I was, uh, there's, a, there's a video that goes viral and it's a junior high teacher. Now, this meant a lot to me because when I was a little kid, my aunt, one of my aunts, she always played John Denver. Okay, I was a real little kid. I was five, six years old, and John Denver's greatest hits, and that was like the first you know cassette I ever had, and I played that. She gave it to me, and I remember for some reason driving in the car from Palmdale to Canoga Park where she lived, and we would talk about we would listen to this whole album on the way over and over again, both sides. And I knew all these John Denver songs and country roads. And one of my cousins loves John Denver. And we mourned uh, the day that he died, me and my cousin, we had this uh, in, uh, you know, in our history. And in fact, we even wrote our own song. It was shortly after uh, princess Diana passed away. And then Elton John did that song, a goodbye England's Rose. Remember that there was a takeoff on, uh, we wrote a John Denver version for Elton John, a goodbye country roads. And uh, Elton John never recorded it, but uh, we wrote the whole thing. Anyway, um, one of those songs, Take Me Home Country Road, you know that song, Take Me Home Country Road. This teacher, she's a junior high teacher, uh, and she's taking song requests from seventh graders. And somebody requested that song by John Denver. So she plays it, and the whole class starts singing it. This is 2022. The whole class of seventh graders is singing John Denver's version of Take Me Home Country Roads. And this teacher is just floored. She's like, what in the world is this? They knew all the lyrics. They could sing the whole song like a chorus. And I asked my kids, my son was in seventh grade, and I said, what is this about? Do you know the song? He goes, yeah, it's in a, it's in a commercial for a video game. And, oh, that's where they got it from. <laughs> it's, it's in a, a, a video game, I guess. Uh, so everybody knew it for that reason. But, um, yeah, you know, at first I just thought it's amazing that people know this song. What makes a song best? What's the best music? I think we should be thinking about music. I think that music is going to be a, a huge part of heaven. The, the visions that we have of heaven, there are songs being sung, and obviously it's worshipful. You know, obviously there's, from a Christian perspective, you know, a song that's not honoring to God is not going to be best. If Jesus were to sit here, you know, um, he, he certainly would not approve or, or tell us to listen to things that are, are not uplifting. But, you know, here's the, here's the tricky question for you, really. Does Jesus have a music preference, a, a genre? What does he like? 888-528-2557. Do you have a thought? What makes the music? What is the best music? What does that mean to you? 888-528-2557. I'm going to have to look up a couple of these songs. I wonder, uh, in the break, I'll take a look. One of our callers suggested that uh, we do a Peter Frampton song in church. Um, I'm going to read those lyrics and kind of see. I love to read the lyrics because sometimes you find a song that you you feel like uh, is a lot deeper once you finally understand where they're coming from. 
And a few weeks ago, Ozzy Osbourne announced that he was leaving the United States. And so we did a whole thing on his song, Crazy Train. And if you read the lyrics to that song, Crazy Train, um, it's a great song. I mean, it's kind of sad about the whole world going crazy, and it's so relevant for right now. You would have never said that, though. Before I had actually took the time to read those lyrics, I would have never said, oh, Ozzy Osbourne, brilliant poet. Uh, Never would have thought that, but it's actually a really, really good song. So we're going to take a break here in just a moment, and uh, I'll take your calls. I see your calls here, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'm asking the question, what is the best music? Whatever that means for you, what is the best music? I also want to let you know, in case you are wondering about this, you know, gas prices have been going up like, what, 15 cents a day, and we have terrible inflation, lots of stuff. I know that many of you are having financial difficulties. KKLA has a seminar that's this week. It's In fact, it's Saturday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. at Core Church, L.A. And if you happen to be in the Los Angeles area, I want to invite you to come to the Disciplines of Money Management. It's a KKLA financial stewardship workshop, and it will help you take control of your financial future. I'm going to be there, and uh, I get to be the MC for it. And this is one that's near and dear to my heart because I used to be in terrible credit card debt. I got out of it, changed my life. And, uh, you know, I'm not wealthy or you know rolling in the money or anything, but I did take control of how we do our, our budget. And it, it helped my marriage. It's helped my family. And we want to help you. The workshop is free, and uh, you can sign up by going to kkla.com. Just click the banner that says the Disciplines of Money Management. That is Saturday, October 1st from 10 to noon. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. I'll get back with your calls answering the question, what is the best music? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'll take your calls as soon as I get back on that question. This is the Thursday edition of SoCal Live. We'll continue in a moment. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. We're asking the question, what is the best music? What is it that you think makes something the best music? What is it? 888-528-2557. 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number. 888-528-2557. You can send me an email also. SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Doug and Glendora, what is the best music? Well, Scott, um, I think it's a great question. Actually, uh, being a Christian, I've been involved in uh, worship music and secular music for a long time. So it's an, it's an invoking question because I don't really think it, it pairs down to a specific genre of music. I think it's really how well the song was written. And if the song was written with inspiration that brings about an intentionality in the in the hearer, where it you know it either resurrects some kind of a memory, right, or it it brings you into a place of like an awareness, social awareness, um, you know what have you, um, moral awareness, um, you know because obviously I listen to a, a great deal of Christian music, having recorded myself, but um, also I listen to a lot of secular music because. Uh, just because it's not necessarily considered sacred as mm-hmm. far as a genre, but it's it's still well written, and uh, and and it still has that ability that that hook, if you will, where it kind of invokes that memory, where it just kind of brings you back. 
into that place that you first heard the song or into the place that where you recall you know, almost vividly what you were doing at the time that you heard the song. That's a powerful know? thing about mm-hmm. music is you recall a place you were in, either physically or maybe an mm-hmm. emotional place you might have been at a certain time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think when, regardless of the artist, if it's well-written, it's like what you said about Coolio. I didn't realize that Gangster Paradise, first of all, came from something that was written by an extremely influential artist as Stevie Wonder. You're right. And I didn't know that Gangster Paradise was kind of like his swan song about his lament of being involved in in that culture or being being associated with that culture so it, i think that's uh, i think that's pretty powerful i think when you know why a song is written and what's behind it it uh it gives you a lot of insight too into uh people who might have a different experience than you and that's a powerful thing thank you doug for your call what is the best music is the question we're asking on socal live 888-528-2557 what is the best music triple eight Five two eight two five five seven. Robert in Los Angeles. Welcome to Southern California Live. Robert, you with me? All right, hello. Ro- hello. Uh, go ahead, Robert. Hello. Go ahead, Robert. Yeah, I, I, I think the best music is ones that are ninety, are ninety by the Holy Spirit. When uh, the, the best is anointed by the Holy Spirit. Okay. How mm-hmm. do how do we know if the music is anointed by the Holy Spirit? How do we know this? You can feel, you can feel it in your spirit. You can feel it, it, it uplifts you. It uplifts you. Okay. Bring you close, bring you closer to God. Points you to to the Lord. Okay. Uh, can the can the Holy Spirit? Does the Holy Spirit? Our last caller talked about how maybe there are songs that because they're well done or because they they bring about a a certain emotional connection or maybe a connection to truth. Does the Holy Spirit uh, ever inspire? secular songs, meaning that not a sinful song, but a song that's not necessarily about the Lord. Is that possible? Um, I'm not sure. That's a hard, that's a hard question. You know, I didn't mean to throw that at you. That's a very uh, interesting question in itself. Uh, yeah. But Robert, I appreciate that very much. I think that the Holy Spirit does inspire music, not the same way that those scriptures inspired, okay? I think we got to be careful about that. You know, because otherwise somebody's song that they th- is saying is inspired by the Holy Spirit, then they're saying it's Bible. And, you know, there's a lot of songs we sing that, you know, some of them are really good, but sometimes there's a line in it and you go, well, I don't know if that's true. Um, what makes a song best? What makes music best? Whatever, Whether it's genre or words, what's the best song? What's your answer to that question? What's the best music, actually? What's your answer to that question? 888-528-2557. Mark in Huntington Beach, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, well, thank you. Well, a song that has a story is great. Uh, enjoy that. Um, and has, you know, a point to it, and it isn't mindless. Just, a, you know, a, a beat going over and over and over again to get you to tap your foot. It doesn't really... Um, fill you spiritually or edify you. Um, so a song that's more than just the beat, it's got to have uh, some kind of deeper um, depth, message. or depth, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And and to get back to the first call, uh, definitely, music is definitely a time machine, and I'll take you back to mm. that, that point and where you were and, and listening to um, different, um, different songs that take you back to that point, and, and you remember... Uh, the different things uh, regarding that song. I like the happy music of the 1980s. Doesn't necessarily have to be 
driven, uh, you know, Christian driven. Uh, some of the songs are just happy. They have a happy message, uh, walking on sunshine or something like that. Uh-huh. I do like Bill Withers, uh, just the two of us is, I guess, that's a great one of my song. Favorites. Great song. You know, very, yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah. I, I'm not into Stairway to Heaven. It, it's meaningless to me, mm-hmm. but I do like that song from Bill Withers, and, and just I can follow it along, and there's kind of a story to it. All right. Appreciate that, Mark. So songs with the, of the story and that you can follow along with. I think there, Bill Withers has a couple of very meaningful, great songs. Uh, he passed away uh, during the COVID. I don't remember if he died of COVID or if it, but it was during that period of time. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. What is the best music, Marilyn in Chula Vista? Welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Scott. I love your show. Thank you. Um, my favorite Christian music is the old-fashioned hymns, mm. Amazing Grace, Rock of Ages. Um, you know, they're very moving, and there's a lot of scripture in in some of those. Yes. And um, my favorite. Secular music would be the old 50s doo-wop music, wow. you know, the classic rock and roll. It's, it was just from a, I guess, maybe a simpler time. And, um, if, and you were talking about listening to, you know, the way lyrics are written. Bridge Over Troubled Water has always reminded me of what Jesus says he will do for us, you know, hmm. uh, when you're really feeling down and you need a friend, I'll be there, and that kind of thing. Um, I, I think that could definitely be a Christian song. All right, Marilyn, thank you for your call. And uh, that's a great old song. And uh, you know, a couple of people, what is you know a song that's not necessarily Christian, not necessarily one you'd sing in church? Are there songs, though, that do, maybe as a Christian in your worldview, you would look at that song as Marilyn did? And I don't think uh, Art Garfunkel is singing that as a believer, but I think you could definitely say, hey, this is something that we should do uh, with each other. This is a kind of friendship. I think that's a powerful thing, right, about music sometimes is it reminds us about the actual nature um, and the feeling of love, whether it be romantic love or even friendship love, okay, the way we can treat each other. 888-528-2557. What is the best music? Roderick and Brea, what's the best music? Hey, Scott, how are you? Good. What's the best music, Robert? Good. Well, I think, again, to agree with a couple people, but something that certainly inspires you to draw closer to God and then to improve yourself for the betterment of yourself, something that encourages you uh, in your particular situation, but then also translates into the betterment for those around you. You know, if something's going to encourage you and... Um, move you to, uh, you know, be a better person for sure. And certainly in relation to your relationship with Christ and, and all of that is very important. I think it's important to listen to the Holy Spirit on that. But I think there's a lot of stuff, even in secular music, that certainly gives you a pulse of what society kind of thinks and where they're at mm. at that time. And for me personally, I love, um, you know, I grew up, I was a child that was born in the mid-60s and grew up through the 70s of rock and roll and the 80s and all of that stuff. I love music of all types. I came from country and rock and all that stuff, uh, jazz and other things. But knowing kind of your audience, you can become like Paul, who became all things to all people that he might win some. And I think there's something really important about being a listener to the world around you, hearing their heart, hearing where they're at emotionally and, and physically. There's a lot of pain and suffering 
and anguish and angst that comes out. Yeah. Music as an art form, just like any art or any type of writing or whatever, it's very expressive. And it's such a touch point with people. It's such an emotional, emotive thing that, yes, you can get carried away with it. You know, it can yeah. take you to, to places you just shouldn't go. Sure. But certainly it can also bring you out of those places and be an encouragement to you. And I think being a listener and allowing yourself to kind of, again, know, you know, what's out there. And uh, everyone has different tastes, of course. But find something that inspires you. I always love this acronym, um, JOY the way to have it, and it's something I learned early in my Christian walk. When you focus on on J, Jesus, O, others, and yourself last, you're going to find joy, because you're. it's not all about you, and, and we're obviously <clears throat> self, you know, so much yeah. self-importance in this world. Roderick, good call. I got to go on. I want to go on to the that. next person here, because I got a bunch of calls, but I appreciate, awesome. I appreciate that. Uh, and you know what? He makes that great point is that maybe there's a genre of music that you don't like or don't understand. You don't have to like it, but listen to what is being said in it. You can learn a lot about people. What's the best music? 888-528-2557. Michael, I have a few seconds before the break. What's the best music? Michael and Chino. Michael Dolphin and Chino. Roxy Music, 50-year anniversary. What was that again? Roxy Music. They're having a celebration in concert, 50-year anniversary, and they had a big story in LA Times and Brian Ferry. All right. Thank you very much for your call there, Michael. We're talking about what is the best music. I'm going to take a break. The number is 888-528-2557. I will get back to your calls as soon as we get back. What's the best music? 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll return as the Thursday edition of SoCal Live continues. Too nervous to go live on the radio with Scott Furrow? Then share your thoughts on the SoCal Live voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. We're asking the question, what is the best music? And we got a bunch of calls. The number is 888-528-2557, 2557. I'll try to get through as many of these as possible. We'll go to Tim in Altadena. Welcome to Southern California Live. Tim, what's the best music? Tim, go ahead. Yes. What's the best music? Oh, uh, I, I think uh, I was going to say music that um, is uh, features truth and beauty, which is the definition of all art for a thousand years. Mm, okay. All right, that's Caesar's truth and uh, beauty, and that can be in the eye of the beholder or the listener, I suppose. Although there is there's truth that's truth and there's many, truth many, that's not. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It, it was it was explainable and understandable at one time. Tastes have changed to, to such a degree that people can't agree <clears> on on the. Yeah, that's happened, uh, and I think that is reflected in the uh, art that we have. Thank you, Tim, for your call. Uh, Aaron in Rancho. uh, doesn't say which rancho you're in. Many ranchos out there, Aaron. Which rancho are you in? Uh, I'm in Rancho Cucamonga. Cucamonga, all right. What's what's the best music? Yeah, I think the best music is related to, uh, we know in the scripture there's this drum of redemption uh, that goes from Genesis all the way to Revelation. in other words, there's the people of God are described as the bride of God. There's this marriage, marriage theme that runs from Genesis to Revelation. 
Okay. And there's a love affair, in other words. And there's this passage in Zechariah 3, verse 17, I have it right here. Uh, It says, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love, and he will rejoice over you with singing. In other words, um, God's love for his bride is going to be expressed in ways unimaginable by us right now. And as God is, is, uh, I'm going to argue that beauty is not subjective. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Beauty is not subjective. I want to get to other calls, so beauty is not subjective. So it's objective. In other words, God is the source of truth, and he's the embodiment of beauty itself. Yep, and there's... It's, his, singing, his singing and his music is the greatest music we'll ever hear. That is true. Aaron, Aaron, thank you for your call. I think that's true. If you're frustrated with your music at your church, whatever, the music, the best you're ever going to hear is when we're in heaven. Uh, that's what it is. J.C. and Whittier, welcome to Southern California Live. What's the best music? Hey, Pastor Scott. Um, well, um, I don't want to, you know, retread what people already said, but I think for me, even secular music uh, is something that sometimes God uses to remind me of dark places I've been in the past. I started watching MTV, I think, at the age of eight, and there was just a lot of dark stuff in the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. um, you know, and uh, sometimes I recall where I was throughout my walk with God. Uh, the first album, Christian album I had was Tom, uh, Chris Tomlin arriving. I remember crying to that almost every yeah. day on my drive home, and, uh, just, and then more recently, just discovering... Uh, Jesus culture, or not Jesus culture, the Jesus people movement music, uh, Keith Green, uh, Don Francisco, kind of that area, era, and yeah. uh, a lot of hymns, I think, um, <clears throat> you know, so good music can be, you know, morally good, you know, whatever draws us to God, but people form their culture around music so much, you see it in high school and junior high kids, you know, their whole, uh, their whole persona will be built around the music they listen to, whether that's dark music, good music, dance music, yeah, there's there's a lot a lot there, JC. Thank you uh, for that. And uh, you know, an interesting thing is we live in a world where you can go discover older music now. It used to be just kind of gone, and if you didn't have the album, that's it. But now it's just everywhere. And I think people's music choices are more eclectic because we can actually listen to different eras of different things. What's the best music, Chris and Roland Heights? What's the best music? Um, I like contemporary. I like Sade. I'm a big fan of Sade. But I think being mindful of the music and being mindful that um, the devil was also the lead worship person in, in heaven before he was cast out with his demons. I think being mindful of that and watching the music that we listen to and the mood that it puts us in, uh, I think we should be focusing on God and especially in the time and day and age, the way this world is coming now. We definitely so, have to be I mean, focused even I like listening, Yeah, on what's yes, true I, and what's right. Exactly, right. and, and 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 how moods it what it put what moods it puts you in, you know. So that's just to be mindful of that. All right, I really Chris. Think uh, that, thank you for that. You know, music can put you in a mood. There's an old song by uh, Elton John that I always like. Sad songs, sad songs say so much. And I'm a person who, if I'm sad and I listen to sad songs, I feel better. I don't know why that is, but I know other people. My wife, she doesn't like sad songs when she's sad. It makes her feel worse. You got to be careful about that. But I think that we have those different. Uh, impressions of things. Okay, a couple more calls here, and then I'll try to give you something to take home. Uh, Brooke and Rosemead, what's the best music? To me, the best music was, is, and always will be grunge music. Oh, okay. Going back, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. 
going back to what you were just saying, where um, you listen to sad music whenever you're sad, I feel like that is exactly what grunge is. When we're you talking have about that like sense 90s, like, 90s grunge? Yeah, definitely. I feel like um, that there's like a scarcity for grunge, and I feel like it's going to make a big comeback. Um, but I feel like there is this demand for it right now because mm. teenagers, I feel like specifically speaking as a teenager, it's very hard to grow older and have this sense of being confused and kind of depressed and just kind of thinking a lot. So yeah. I feel like grunge is, is very popular in that area. Now, and you're a teenager now? I am, yes. How did you get into grunge from uh, 90s stuff before uh, your time? With, you know, my parents, I have a lot of their siblings. They have just really great taste in music and they kind of, I kind of grew up on it. Okay. So I can't really speak as like knowing it as it, you know, yeah. at the time that it started in, but just knowing it as I do now is like, has been such a big help um, as I get older and as I think about, you know, just like every aspect of life. I feel like grunge makes everything better. Um, so hopefully there will be a comeback. But yeah, in my <laughs> opinion, my humble opinion, that is the best genre. All right. Best genre. All right, Brooke. Hey, thanks for calling and listening to Southern California Live. All right, guys, run out of time. A couple more here. Lee in Los Angeles. What's the best music? Hi, I just wanted to say the, the best music uh, for Christian. Uh, to listen to, I I believe is worship, worshipful and music. That's because worship music. Yes, well, that's what we're going to be doing in heaven. Everything we're we do, be worshiping, we're going to be worshiping God. You know, so um, yeah. Does I it matter what? That's the, does it matter what uh, genre the worship music is in? Uh I think anything that would, you know, doesn't give off any appearance of evil. Mm. Uh, would would you know something that you know that it's 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 to glorify God, not for yourself, not for man, but for God. Uh, if it's if it's glorifying God, then yes, uh, it could be that you know a genre that just you know you're not you're not trying to get praise from other people. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Yes. As long as it praises God, it, it's it's glorifying Him. I don't think He would have a, a preference of what genre. <laughs> You know, because it's, it's praising him. <clears throat> Maybe not. All right, him. Lee, thank you for your call. I wonder if there'll be an entirely different genre when we're in heaven. Something that, you know, my, my James, who's 13, he says, I wonder if in heaven there'll be a different color that we can't even comprehend. That's a brilliant question for a 13-year-old, if I do say so myself as dad. Uh, all right, let's do uh, uh, Renisha from Colton, Southern California Live. What's the best music? Well, before I came to the Lord, I liked New Jack Swing. But now my favorite music is good old gospel music. Gospel uh, musics. Like choirs, especially songs that have scripture in it. Yeah, that's right. Renisha, thank you for your call. And I won't get to all the rest of your calls. Uh, we're out of time here. But I want to leave it. I think that's an interesting question. I asked that because I really wanted to see, you know, are people going to take this question as genre? In fact, you can call tomorrow. We'll do open line Friday tomorrow. You can call back tomorrow. Are people going to take this as what's the best genre? You know, is it classical music? Is it uh, country music? I know a guy. He'll 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 get angry with you if you suggest that there's any other type of music in heaven other than country. Uh, he's serious about that, but I don't think he's he's right. I think that um, uh, he's not. You know, in the Bible, we have a whole book of music. It's the Psalms. Okay, they're all songs. There was a tune to all of them. We don't know what those tunes are, but there's a tune. And in your Bible, when you look at that music in the book of Psalms, sometimes at the beginning of the Psalm, you'll, you'll see something that'll say for the director of music, and it'll give some instruction to the director of music. What you should know is that that 
that part of the verse, that part of the scripture, it's not really in a verse usually. It wouldn't be Psalm 1-1. It's right before that. That's actually part of the biblical text, okay? That's not something that was added later by somebody who was doing those songs. That's part of the biblical text. Music matters. And, you know, I don't know that there is necessarily a right or wrong answer. I'm not going to tell you that there's a right answer here, but something to think about is this, that a response to music that is a response to God and what is true according to his word, I think that's something that God drives us to. The, the psalmists talk about everything, every human emotion, every circumstance. It talks about sin. It talks about there's psalms about anger. There's psalms about forgiveness and the need for grace. There are sad ones. There are happy ones. There is a full expression of who we are as human beings made in the image of God in the songs in the Bible. And that's a powerful thing about music. I think one of the pieces today that we heard from so many of you is uh, that we need to listen, that it may not be about our preference. You have a preference in music, that's fine. But other people are going to have a different preference, and maybe there's something in the words, something in that music that means something that is spiritually right in their context. That's a, Music is a, a powerful, powerful thing. Um, there's so much more that I can say, but uh, we'll have some more time tomorrow on on that. Uh, in the scriptures, we're told to sing praises to the Lord. We are told to uh, actually even present each other with ways of speaking in songs, hymns, and spiritual songs. It matters to the Lord. And, you know, we don't get much about genre uh, in there. Um, my mother was an opera singer. Did I ever tell you that? Uh, I love it. And I'm trying to get win my family over to it, and they're, like, wanting me to change the station. But there's a depth to it. There's a depth to anything, I think, when it's well done, when it's about representing the true condition of where we are. I can talk about it forever, but we're out of time. Thanks for calling, everybody. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. We're on every day from 3 to 5. We'll be back tomorrow with Open Phone Friday. God bless you. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.